Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Howdy. Hey. Hey, there. Thank you all for coming tonight. We are thrilled to be here. Finally, we've been talking about it for a while here, but we have Mr. Tom Castle on the show. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks a lot. Wasting my time. Wasting my time. Wasting my time. But I don't really mind. Wasting my time. Got a long hill to climb. Got a tall hill to climb. Got a long hill to climb. See if you're mine. I'm wasting my time. Wasting my time wasn't sure if that was a comment on the show uh, coming out of the game. Welcome, Tom Castle. I'm wasting my... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks so much. It's that, great to that's be the here. coffee talking. <laughs> well, this is fun. I'd heard, we'd heard about your, we heard your name around for, for a while, and then we ran into each other at Greg Ginter's Guitar Shop yes. a few months <laughs> yeah. ago. Doing what and musicians do, you know, yeah. selling stuff to pay the rent. That's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny. Musicians tend to know each other for some reasons, like... Kind of look at each other. You go, you're you're a musician, aren't you? I can kind of recognize you. And yeah, I have that desperate, hungry look. Yeah, that's what it. Desperation. Um, Well, we'll talk. Some very interesting things going on. And you're looking at your schedule. You are. You make me. I'm tired. Looking at your schedule, I, I thought I, I thought we were busy, but you're just in, this is insane. The well, stuff that you're it's, doing. it's been a, it's like 
uh, it's like with all of us, it's a feast or famine yeah. kind of thing. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a whole lot of nothing. And then all of a yeah. sudden somebody invites you to go out to, um, I do a lot of nautical gigs, a lot of uh, sailing ships and things like that. And I got asked to, to come out to South Street Seaport in Manhattan and uh, desperately trying to get a few jobs on the way out there, which yeah. I did. And all of a sudden, I, it was the fastest tour I ever booked because in like about three and a half weeks, I booked like 2,000 miles. So it was, it was sweet. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That is definitely not easy to do. You're going to be um, uh, coming up here Saturday, April 10th and, the, and April 11th, 2010. You're going to be up in uh, Port Dover Harbor Museum, Port Dover, Ontario. Mm -hmm. And then in London, Ontario, at Chaucer's Pub on, the, on the April 11th. Yeah, that's Is the cuckoo's it? nest. I've got yeah. a little bit of a um, foot in both worlds of a, a you know, very kind of you know, traditional seagoing music. And, and, uh, and the other part of me is a, sort of that angst-ridden singer-songwriter mm -hmm. thing going on, too. And I love doing both parts of that. So, yeah. so that that trip is a little bit of each too. So I'm going to be doing everything from a from a lecture and a concert to uh, to Chaucer's, which is actually the the home of the cuckoo's nest, which is like uh, the primo uh, traditional folk music club yeah. in Ontario. So it's it's a, a little bit of everything, but a lot of yeah. fun. I'm looking forward to it. That's cool, and I'm I'm looking forward to also to hearing you have a concertina. I don't think we've ever had a concertina on the show before. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's different, right? Because you bring an accordion, people don't consider people lucky, you know. But you're, we are lucky because you have a concertina, and it's not. And but just to also uh, point that out, a lot of people confuse the two. And a concertina is a form of accordion, I suppose, in the family, but it's not. Um, an accordion traditionally we think of as a, has a, like a piano accordion, but there's a button mm -hmm. accordion also. But you want to talk a little? Well, yeah, about? it's basically. A, if you do songs of the sea, it's automatically assumed that you have one of these, and this one is a real pretty one. It uh, it belonged to somebody named E. Sylvester many years ago. The name's on there, and it was made by the Ball Beaven Company in England. And if you look at it, you look at it later. It's really cool because the 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 price tag or at least the name of the shop is still on there from about 100 years ago. What's the price? Um, well, there wasn't a price, actually, oh. but it was, the, it was the shop of Jonathan B. Shaw, dealer in all kinds of musical instruments, 128 and 130 South Street, Moore, Sheffield, England. And uh, it's just a sweet instrument, but basically the concertinas have their buttons on the side, accordions have their buttons on the front. Okay. And uh, there are these little English and Anglo-type ones and um, growing up in Chicago, I was, also uh, I was also familiar with some of the big Eastern European mm -hmm. Slavic 130 gazillion button ones <laughs> yeah. that, are, um, <clears throat> that are amazing you know, yeah. instruments. And uh, this one, um, it's very much like having a, a harmonica strapped to each hand. So <laughs> when you inhale, you get one yeah. set of notes. And even though you're pressing down the exact same buttons, you... Uh, you have this you have different notes when you push and yeah. the the scales are played push pull <laughs> and uh it's it's a nice instrument that hopefully you'd never have to tune <laughs> well, this goes along with you. You do obviously do a lot of um, workshops. We were talking. We'll maybe talk a little more about that. But one of them I mm -hmm. found very interesting: instruments that tell stories. Uh, workshop exploring the many facets of relationship between an instrument and its maker and/or player. Mm -hmm. Right. So not just traditional or tr mostly traditional. Well, that started or? out. There was uh, uh, my ex and I were invited to do an early, an early learning uh, conference for mm -hmm. educators. And it sort of dovetailed off of a off of a workshop of kids making their own instruments and then uh, and then telling the stories behind them. And when we did it for the teachers, it ended up being almost like um, uh, this cathartic, psychological, deep psych um, kind yeah. of kind of experience. And they were telling stories of children that changed their lives and the and the one you know the one child they had who passed away and this was all that was left was this memory and and it's all this stuff kept kept started coming out out of out of these instruments that some of them are made out of um, you know cigar boxes and and uh, two liter bottles mm -hmm. and um, it served as a as just sort of a springboard to to tell these stories 
And as you know, you know, you've got all these phenomenal instruments, and we all do, and they all have these stories behind them. Yeah. And some of them are just based on the fact that, you know, I got this guitar from this phenomenal luthier in, you know, pick a town in a country. Or it's, you know, this is the mandolin that, you know, this legendary, you know, mm -hmm. bluegrass player gave me on his deathbed or something. But, but all the instruments, whether they're, uh, whether they're sort of fantasy stories or just unique instruments, I don't know any, any musicians who don't have an instrument that has you know, a phenomenal story. Yeah. And, uh, but there was a kind of a shock when I did that workshop to find out that it wasn't just musicians, it was everyone who made something, some kind of artistic expression had that yeah. same kind of deep tie into storytelling that was part of that instrument. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's very cool. It, are we gonna play that on? I'm yeah, I could do one on this. This is a, that, let's see. Let's do um, a traditional one here. Started out as actually in a theatrical production in England about uh, in the 1860s, and uh, came to came to this country uh, late 1800s. And uh, as I, as I mentioned, I do I do make my living part of the year as a as a sailor, and uh, which is kind of nice. It's kind of a great job, you know. Uh, somebody looked at my promo one time and they said, yeah, it says Tom Castle singer sailor, songwriter, storyteller, and they said, oh, you're a professional romantic. And I'm like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> it's like perfect. So the sailor part of it, uh, this is a good song for that because, um, well, we are in an establishment right now here at the Brink that offers uh, libation of all kinds. And um, sailors have found, whether it's, uh, you know, 1430 or, or um, 1892 or or 1992, uh, whenever you get off a ship, you eventually get paid. And when you get paid, your welcome is warm because you go into town and spend your pay, and then your money starts running out, and your welcome starts running out at approximately the same time. And this song talks about that. The fact that ships may come and ships may go wherever the sea doth roll. Each sailor lad is like his dad, he loves the flow and bowl. A trip ashore he does adore, the girl is plump and round. When your money's all gone, it's the same old song, get up Jack John, sit down. Come along, come along, you jolly brave boys, a lot smoke grog in the jar. Draw Paul briny ocean with a jolly rolling tar. Sure, it's the new steer for some old boarding house. They'll welcome him with a rum and gin, they'll feed him on pork sauce. He'll mend and bend and not offend to design the drunk on the ground. When the money's all gone, it's the same old song. Get up, Jack John, sit down. Come along, come along, you jolly brave boys, and lots of grog in the shire. Fall the ocean with a jolly rolling tire. Then he'll steer for the Indias or Japan In Asia there the ladies fair all of the sailor man He'll go ashore and on a tear to buy some gallant gown When your money's all gone, it's the same old song Get up, Jack John, sit down Come along, come along, you jolly brave boys And lots of grog in a jar Pull the rain in the ocean with the jolly rolling tar Beat too old to muck about In some grog shop They'll let him stop Till Lake Bells calls him out He'll reach his eyes up to the sky Saying, boys, we're homeward bound But when your money's all gone It's the same old song Get up, Jack John, sit down Come along, come along You jolly brave boys And lots of grog in a jar You'll by the ocean With the jolly rolling tar Come along, come along, you jolly brave boys, with the lads smut grog in the jar. Oh, hold the rain in the ocean with a jolly rolling tar.
we think of uh, sailors, this romantic life of um, um, that you would have time on a sailing vessel to actually learn how to play a little thing like that. <laughs> cool. But that's probably not true. It's probably a lot of work and a lot of running around. It's a lot of thing. Well, it's a lot of time, but it's a lot of downtime. Uh-huh. So even today, sailors are, uh, for the most part, the, the best read people I've ever met. And uh, they, they have hours and hours and hours of work, but they all have an hours and hours and hours of downtime as well. Yeah. So a lot of these things creep into it. That's where a lot of the scrimshaw and fancy knot work and a lot yeah. of that comes from too. And of course, music as music. well. So. Yeah. <laughs> that concertina is actually slightly smaller than your hand. <laughs> it's um, you know I got, I got uh, big hands and stumpy little fingers, but it's uh, so it's a nice instrument for me, definitely, <laughs> definitely. It's you, portable too. <laughs> yeah. um, when you're when you're traveling and you're sailing, you talked about um, uh, some different meeting lots of interesting characters, obviously, in your various travels, and you also talk about some sticky situations. Do you have a story about any sticky situations? There's a song that has that Excellent. in it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I I got, I've never done be. anything where the, where the interviewer has done their homework, so it's really great. <laughs> Let's see. Let's do this one. This is a... This is um, a song I wrote for a, a shipmate of mine. And she said she always had trouble with men. And uh, sort of a, kind of a nice rock and roll thing in F. Okay. I I always wanted to do this song with a big Hammond B3 organ, you know. (laughs) But I don't have that, so I use this instead. And this is about the extent of my harmonica skill here, so. (laughs) That sort of thing. That's fretless. I didn't realize that. Where'd they go? That's <laughs> I've seen you play that from like way back there, but I've never seen it up close. I'm like, oh, that is sweet. They were just in my way, so I got rid of them. <clears throat> That's not bad, yeah. That's what I think with violins, you know, if they put frets in, it'd be a whole lot easier. <laughs> so she, had, she said she had this, this trouble with men, and after doing some research, as I always do for the songs that I write, I... I think I found out what her problem was. So. It goes like this. Lover, give me a heart undercover, out of sight, out of reach, out of mind. 
get right on it When you're being just platonic Every time you wrap your arms around your friend Stick it strictly to semantics While ignoring all my antics I guess it comes down to it in the end That it's hard to love a woman Loves another woman When so obvious to sure not her kind Dearest friend lover Keep your heart under cover Out of sight out of reach, out of mind Cause it's hard to love a woman Love another woman It's so obvious to sure not her kind Dearest Colonel Lover Give me heart undercover Out of sight, out of reach, out of mind Out of sight, out of reach, out of mind Out of sight, out of reach, out of my mind Is that from the new CD? That's from the, yeah, that is the solo CD. It's called uh, Cross the Center Line. And uh, I recorded it when I uh, moved up here from Chicago just a, uh, a little under two years ago. And uh, really, really, really love being up here. Let's see, this is a, a couple of love songs that I do are always in three-quarter time because it's my profound belief that nothing bad can happen to you in three-quarter time it's just just kind of the way it is so a couple of these if uh, you don't mind just obviously just feel free to jump in on anything <laughs> so, it's so much fun listening to you guys that's just great
I just want to stay here forever. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, thank you. So for you, sailing, is there a, I know you've, um, you've you talked about, I have read some about the Great Lakes, obviously great relationship with the Great Lakes, um, and open sea sailing as well, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh. Yeah. How does that compare? Or does it? Is it the same? <laughs> With romance? Sailing a, no, yeah. <laughs> Relating to anything. No, I mean, actually, being a, as a sailor, as being, being a captain, actually, you are actually, you were a captain? Yeah, for about 14 years. Yeah. I got a license, and uh, it's kind of neat the way the two, okay. the two aspects kind of go together. Yeah. And um, it's, I've been really fortunate with the sailing with the people I've sailed with and the places I've been, but I'm mostly Great Lakes, and Great okay. Lakes are... Um, um, you know, I grew up in Chicago, and, you know, in Chicago they teach the history of, you know, there were the Voyagers, and Marquette mm-hmm. and Joliet, and they had the big fire, and then Daly came in, and that's about all that's happened in, uh, <laughs> in Flash like forward. 300 years. And, yeah. uh, but, you know, when I got to be older and started to get involved in, um, in sailing in the Great Lakes, I realized that um, I joined this little maritime society and met... Um, a history professor named Ted Karamansky from the uh, from Loyola University, and he turned me on to all this really cool music that was in a collection in the um, University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. And uh, through that collection and a, and a bunch of other ones, ooh, this might be a fun one to do. Let's see. Yeah, yeah we should do a good shipwreck song. I think there you go. You've got to have a good shipwreck song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, this was actually a steamer, but but I got involved. Long story short, I got involved in in, in sailing, and um, and then through that, ended up finding out that you know Chicago this year in August there's going to be something like 22, 25 tall ships from around the world in there, and they'll there'll be a million and a half people come out to see these ships, and it's really cool because they're you know they're very big, tall ships, and. Uh, but if you were in Chicago in the 1880s, you wouldn't see 20 or 30 ships. You'd see two to 300 ships every day during the season. And Chicago was like the, I think it was the fourth busiest sailing port in the whole Western world. And there's, it, they don't teach that. So it was really neat finding that history out about a place where I grew up, you know, myself. And uh, so I got in more and more into the stories, and the and the ships are interesting, but but to me it's the stories behind it that's you know, which gets to the songwriter into of you too. And this is one uh, about the great storm in 1913, and uh, it was sort of the Great Lakes version of um, um, of the perfect storm. Three different weather systems came together and uh, wiped out half of the shipping on the whole fleet. And uh, at the end of this song, I'm going to go something like... Because this is called Dancing Jimmy Owen. And uh, he was a sea captain in that day, in those days, and he used to go dancing in the dance halls. We assume dancing. And, uh, and he was a master mariner for about 30 years. And even though he was a master mariner for 30 years, the company he worked for um, blamed him for getting into port a couple times late. And uh, they said, if this happened one more time, um, you were going to be looking for a ship the next season. So whether he went out into this really nasty weather, um, be pressured by the corporation, something I think we can relate to even to this very day. Uh, (laughs) Even though he went out, even... He might have gone out into that, you know, pressured by his by the owners. I mean, you got you got to take this with a little grain of salt because I mean, the guy he knew he was going out in a storm. He just had no clue he was going out into the storm, um, you know, the the great storm of 1913. So this is called Dancing Jimmy Owen, and um, I got the story from the Marquette Maritime Museum and a, a couple of wonderful authors and curators up there, and. Uh, and it'd be a really cool tune in E flat, I think. <laughs> we sailed from Milwaukee to Old Market Town with a big load of ore from the rain. 
who thought that the smith would ever go down as I rode home to Cleveland that train I rode home to Cleveland that train I was sick, I was tired of being the mate the owners were tired of delay Captain Owen shoulders had carried the weight what how good it soon be away now business is business neither kind neither cruel fair weather foul as it may be but it's no how good's daughter was to stay home from school but he ordered captain owen to see he ordered jimmy owen to see They had loaded on Sunday, they had tempted feet, and the hoppers were frozen with ore. The horror of shipwreck is all in the weight, as the cold makes you freeze to the core. Now in my figure there would be a blow, two passengers were left behind. The Choctaw and Denmark both watched him go and wondered if he lost his mind. I wondered if he lost his I'll never know But schedule a steam past the wall To the storm or the key When all no place to go In a dream they were warned of it all Now it's awful A women struggle for life One that stares them right in the face Hooray for your firelight Your children, your wife Quicken in this kind of place You can have refunds to you Work your hands to the bone Be a cook, maiden, master, boss You can sail thirty years Like dancing Jimmy Owen Is your life to profit and loss Is your life to profit and loss I know it's a twelve-string, but it, it almost uh, the way you're playing it sounds more like a, a bazooki. I well, it's true. I spent yeah. a lot of time with uh, uh, Tom and Chris Castle. We were a duo for many, many years, and uh, um, I didn't have a twelve-string, and I had an octave mandolin. Okay. That uh-huh. uh, yeah, um, uh, Rich Westerman made for me a long time ago, and then I got the twelve-string yeah. and decided. Started doing all that stuff that I used to do on that uh-huh. with this, and oh, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> is it it's standard tuned, or do you have an open tuning on there? I've got just the drop D. Okay. 
Uh, but nothing fancy, no, no. dad gads or anything. Right. You guys get that? Taking notes, anybody? Okay. <laughs> well, I'm looking out there. Yeah, you play, you play, yeah. you play. I know. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's you. you. You managed to avoid my question about sticky situations. Well, I was curious. <laughs> oh, well, I thought that one was about the sticky situation. Oh, the, well, that was a sticky yeah, situation, but, yeah, absolutely, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. When it comes to weather and stuff like that, uh, you know, there's there there are some things, yeah. but um, uh, just kind of being ready for yeah. hopefully whatever happens. Um, have you, Have you ever met modern day pirates? We always think about you know we hear more about more about it in the news lately, and we think the vast expanse of ocean you hardly would see anybody. But on the other hand, if you did meet somebody, there's nobody else around. Well, I have been I mean, a professional the, pirate. Uh, for the Michigan Maritime Museum, and uh, I was commanding a tall ship of theirs in uh, in 2007, and we did do we did do several uh, pirate sails at the same time. Um, they were for kids mostly. Yeah. And uh, as a friend of mine points out, you know, pirates are very romantic, kind of Jack Sparrow, you know, Long John Silver, but they're also kind of like you know the equivalent to you know street gangs and not very fun either. Yeah. Though they dress well, they did, definitely dress well. Did you do a lot of the I mate? I, we did a lot of that. I even, I've even done International Talk Like a Pirate Day for, uh, <laughs> or for uh, which isn't, I think, is it January or September? I forget. Uh, yeah. See, somebody knows. I love that. <laughs> but um, do you want to do a pirate song? Let's, let's do. Let's do that. That would uh-huh. be fun. Uh, this one goes way back. It's, it's very theatrical. You know, you can do that. That would be kind of fun. And then I have to do, and, and after that, I do have to do some kind of love song for my, my girlfriend that's out in the you audience, better. too. Which yeah. nice. but, but this would be nice and theatrical and stringy. Yeah. and Stringy, okay. okay. The, oh, that would be so cool. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Yo, ho, ho, I've got my fiddle. Yeah. Yeah. So this would be uh, sort, of, sort of the um, E-sharp minor sort of thing. Oh, for crying out loud. I know. You said you didn't mind, so you know. You did ask, that's true. And this does have the uh, the dissonant pirate chord in there that goes like this, goes. I'm so scared now. <laughs> See? <laughs> it works. <laughs> like it. Look ahead, look astern to Mentally blow high, blow low, and so sail we. There's a lofty ship to starboard, she's sailing fast and free. Down along the coast of Ivory. Back up your topsail and heave your vessel to the wide Oh, so sail 
at last the frigate shot the pirates mastered away down along the coast of my A little chill. That was a cool ah, Very cool. A couple chills. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, when, when you were. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. That yeah, it's just like. You talked about the, the maritime, the folk duo, Tom and Chris Castle. You were, were touring for a long time, touring through the U.S. and Ireland, Scotland, Poland, Netherlands, New Zealand. Um, and the soundtrack, did a soundtrack for PBS. Any other, are you heading in that direction again? I know you've got this new CD out, um, Across the Center Line. Across the Center Line yeah. turned out to be, um, I always wanted to do, uh, I was starting to get into my last three years playing a lot of my music that had nothing to do with sailing whatsoever and just, just for fun. Just sort of, you know, some of it was, just, you know, nice, sappy three-quarter time romantic things, and some of it was just, you know, angst-ridden singer-songwriter, and some of it was just whatever the heck I felt like doing, and I was having a marvelous time with it. So I went into um, um, a place called the Big Rock Studio, which uh, um, I'd met through a couple of friends, um, and around Stevens Point. Basically, it's 30 acres with a trout stream running through it, and I call it bed and breakfast with free recording. And... Um, and I had so much fun up there that the four-song demo with me and the guitar and maybe an extra track turned out to be uh, 13 songs, and I, I brought every instrument I ever played and yeah. trucked it up there in about three weekends, uh, put this album out. And I've never had more fun recording in my life. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, so I've got an electric bass up there, and he had a, he had a vintage 67 Reckenbacher 12 string that was just sweet. Wow. Liked, uh, hard to love a woman. So it was, yeah. it was really, really nice. And uh, so I had a lot of fun with that. And uh, then I went to the Folk Alliance Conference in Memphis last year and um, 
was doing these workshops with uh, a whole bunch of wonderful traditional people, mm -hmm. uh, Enoch Kent and um, Tracy Swartz and Ginny Hawker, and, um, and at the same time doing a lot of the a lot of my own kind of contemporary sounding stuff, and. Uh, I was getting some good reaction from both of them, so I decided I'm just going to keep doing both of those and um, just having a wonderful time with it. So um, the PBS thing turned out to be, uh, uh, it was Channel 11 WTTW in Chicago. Uh, Jeffrey Bear, who does a lot of the, who's now a producer there, he was uh, originally uh, more of a host, and he put together this, um, uh, this uh, documentary about race doing the Mackinac race, the Chicago to Mackinac race, which is the oldest and largest freshwater race in the world. And uh, the thing that you would appreciate that no one besides a few musicians would get is that he took things that were instrumental versions of a lot of songs that Chris and I recorded, and he put very, very appropriate songs to the to the footage. So and there's a, there's this footage of maybe 35, 40 seconds of people having a beer on board the ship. Mm -hmm. And he put it, uh, an instrumental version of a ship call, of a song called Whiskey Johnny on it, which no one would get. It's so esoteric, but, but he took every little detail like that and put it into the, yeah. into the soundtrack, which is just so much fun. Uh, so I did get to do that. And, um, and done a bit of radio and, and, and stuff like that too. And I do appear every, um, every winter on the weather channel as a schooner captain for the <laughs> for uh for a storm stories um segment that they did uh it's good you didn't make you a point at a blank wall it, yeah they do okay you can't yeah. see well, those green or yeah. blue walls or that's right do they make you talk <laughs> like a pirate while you're doing that no actually that was a shipwreck that was a very oh, the, famous oh, yeah. shipwreck about yeah. the uh it's called the christmas tree ship and uh as a, as a ship that went down in the 1800s and uh and they used to bring Christmas trees down to the Clark Street Bridge in Chicago and sell them. Okay. And um, actually, the Coast Guard is continuing that to this very day, in a whole lot bigger ship. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have we have time for for one more. Yeah, love to do that. And uh, so whatever you love to do a choice. love song in three yeah. quarter time. Right. You know, for the for the reason, the girl is the reason I moved to Madison. And, and before, just to mention, make sure we get this mentioned properly. Go to www.tomcastle, castle with a K, mm -hmm. tomcastle.com, right, for the upcoming calendar. And there's a whole lot of stuff in there, lots of different workshops. Uh, you're all over Wisconsin also, uh, public speaking, li libraries and things like that, um, and workshops for kids and adults, kids of all ages, I guess, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was something I've, I've always done. Like, like a lot of folk singers do a lot of, uh, you know, uh, kids work and I've been doing it for years as well and uh, I just happened to move to Wisconsin the year they're doing a maritime theme for the uh, summer reading series so brilliant that is going to pay the health insurance and the rent <laughs> yeah. for and uh, and then the other gigs are, are booked around that yeah. so um, uh, Wisconsin's been a really a wonderful place to to move to so uh, I guess I'll end up with this song it's a it's a nice little three-quarter time in, in E flat and again and uh, it seems to be your favorite key. <laughs> it is these days. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, um, and uh, and thanks so much for having me here. It was such a treat uh, to play with you guys. You bet. Right. Thank you for coming, Mr. Tom Castle. Thanks.
Mr. Tom Castle, thank you so much for coming tonight. Um, please check out www.tomcastle with Castle the K, tomcastle.com for upcoming everything. Lots of workshops and uh, other venues he's playing. And thank you all for coming to Mad Toast Live tonight here. You can catch us at the Brink Lounge every Tuesday night here in Madison, 701 East Washington Avenue, just down the hill from the Capitol Building. Um, and our podcasts are available on madtoastlive.com and in the podcast directory of iTunes. And uh, special thanks to our front of house engineer and podcast producer, Mr. Andy Lavalley from Bear Sound, and our assistant engineer, Mr. Andrew Eggert. And thanks to WRT 89.9 FM and WRT HD. We can hear us in Madison in the area and online every Friday night from midnight to 2. Yep. And special thanks to the Brink Lounge. Thank you for coming. Thank you.